Welcome back to New and Improved. I'm Jack, and you just heard the song Trouble by The Big Moon, a band I'm very fortunate to be speaking with right now. Can you each introduce yourself and just say what your role is in the band so people know who they're hearing? Um, hi, I'm Celia. I'm from The Big Moon. I play bass and keys. Hi, I'm Soph. I play guitar. Hi, I'm Finn. I play drums. Sorry, I didn't mean to make that so like kindergarten-y. <laughs> no. And, introduce and yourself. my favorite color is... <laughs> what you each did over the summer... Turn to the person next to you, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I swear teachers just throw that in to torture people. But that's, yeah. Harrowing. It is harrowing. But, you know, what's not harrowing is having you guys here. It's very um, lucky for us. We just got to see... I got an even better segue. Check this out. Yesterday we got to see, for the first time in years, and for the only time in years, we got to see a rare blood moon total lunar eclipse here. And now we get to speak to the big moon, you know? Cool. Yeah, I got all these segues ready to go at a moment's notice, and I don't even worry. But now that this album is out, I mean, you can enjoy it as listeners like I have been. And what are you most proud of now that you're hearing it back? It. Uh, yeah, the whole <laughs> thing. It exists. <laughs> yes. We got it out in the world. It was quite yeah. a long journey to get it to how it sounds now. And I think we're just also, it's just so is how we wanted it to be now. So that's like quite relieving and really nice yeah I love that I can hear everyone on it like I can hear um like the individual parts that we contributed that make it the whole as well like I can really hear like oh that's such a soft guitar line like that's such a firm beat like um and not just as in like her drum beats but her production um like program stuff as well um and it just like yeah it's exciting to hear it as a whole but also to hear like hear the work that went into it because often um it can be hard to listen to your album because you do get quite like granular with it and you're like oh that hi-hat why did we put it there <laughs> um but this one I'm like yeah we did that and it's where it should be and I can enjoy it on a granular level and as a and as a whole body of work as well it feels great that has to be really rewarding then, especially because this is like the second iteration of the specific album because you guys went to the US, recorded it. Could you talk a little bit about kind of why you didn't feel like that version of the album was where it needed to be? Um, well, we, we recorded it in two weeks in the pandemic. We like bubbled up together. Um, it was actually in Suffolk, but the producer came from the US. Same producer that we had gone to do the last record with in the US. Um, and I mean, many reasons, but a big one is that we just, we weren't, we weren't quite ready, I think. We hadn't like, like the songs were ready pretty much, but um, we hadn't been able to be together and play together and hang out for a really long time. Um, and I think that is one of the factors. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't have enough of our personality in it. And uh, Jules was having a baby. So we were like, well, we better record the album before she has a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that we took all the time yeah. there, were, there were just so many unknowns at the time like we were in the depths of this crazy um yeah like worldwide event that was so unknowable like what was going to be what's going to happen next um i don't want to say what happens on the other side because that would be um, optimistic to think we're on the other side of it but like um 
and also Jules being pregnant like it's first she's sort of the first of our group to go through something like that and and also you never know how like how you're going to feel what's going to happen um so we were just kind of like barreling ahead um as best we could given the circumstances like like we'll just try it we'll just do this like yeah sure we'll make it in two weeks maybe it'll work out fine and it didn't so. Fern and Jules have produced uh, um, other music together and when we realized it wasn't right Fern got all the stems and opened it all up um and I think that you you don't while well, joining the band I didn't realize it was a thing that we could do to produce it ourselves and like I think when you realise that that's okay and Fan had the courage to be like, let's do this, I can try and make it sound like us. When you're handing it over to someone else, it doesn't always quite match up in that way. And I think when you yeah. when you can get really stuck in there, then you can bring out all the elements that you hope to without something in between in between that, sort of going through another filter for someone else. Yeah. Which can be amazing if, it, if it's right, but in this case, yeah. <laughs> Was it then disheartening to get back from that experience and realize that you weren't happy with that set of songs? Did it take a while to kind of give it another go and be open to no. approaching again? Oh. Uh, conflicting answers. <laughs> one yes, really? one no. I mean, it, I only find it stressful if, if, if everyone else had been like, yeah, it's really good, let's put it out, which people kind of were at the beginning, but then me and Fern were like, it's not, it's not right. <laughs> and once everyone agreed with us, then it was... It was a different kind of like, oh, but at least it was like, okay, now we can do what we need to do. Yeah, I guess it's what Sophie's saying, which is like, you don't think of the other options. And you're like, well, we've just made it, so we have it. Yeah. Um, and so you just think, oh, like, yeah, this is good. Um, and then when, yes. you, when there's like another option, you're like, no, this isn't good enough. Like, this, is, this isn't good enough. And when, yeah, when there's like an option C. <laughs> You're like, whew, okay, yeah, this isn't good enough. We can we can make it better. So yeah, at yeah. the start it was this disheartening. I was I just couldn't listen to it. Because yeah, I, I was quite frustrated. Um but yeah, we I know I really like listening to it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but something I want to get into there is about how this is the first album that you produced yourselves. Um or, or largely yourself. I know there was co-producers involved as well. And that was in Fern's home studio. And just for anyone who doesn't know, the album is like equally this great, catchy set of songs, but it's also kind of a journal for Jules' lead singer's experience with pregnancy and motherhood. Do you think that being in that kind of intimate setting in Fern's home translated to what you were trying to tell with the project as a whole? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it it lacked the intimacy and the, um, this kind of, there's a huge amount and the most amount like of vulnerability on Jules's part in her in her songwriting on this record. You know, so to have a safe space that we could explore everything um, was, I think, paramount in like conveying those like yeah those those emotions. And I think that's what it lacked, which was like feeling um, and. Yeah, yeah, it's just having and no time pressure, really, no money pressure. Um, just is like a perfect setting to be able to explore lots of things and really um, find the feeling 
in in a lot of these songs. Uh, yeah. So when you're describing something that's such a personal experience and you're kind of sharing that with the world, I think for a lot of bands, this is fear that people won't resonate with it. I mean, like Elephant in the Room, as a man myself, there's a lot of things to do with pregnancy and motherhood that I'll never really understand at that level. But the songs still have such a universal way that people can connect to them. What do you think it is about Jules's songwriting that lets her like, reach people across the aisle like that? I think that when you get... Um... When you get really specific and honest, like that is what makes something relatable, whether the person's gone through it or not, but just but but kind of trying to get as close to the to your truth as you can. Sorry, I can't believe I just said your truth. <laughs> but like not the feeling, not necessarily the Yeah. That is important. Yeah. Um then and just sort of put it out there, then that is that that is something that people can relate to, or it's something that people can go like, oh, I, even if I haven't gone through that, I can understand what that might have been like for you a bit easier because you've. And she's also just a brilliant lyricist, and she's incredibly articulate, and she has a really amazing way of like coming at something, which is always um, surprising and like non-linear and you always she'll she'll just like she'll just say a phrase and you're like how did you how how did you kind of use that as a simile or like why where did that come from but it makes such perfect sense <laughs> um it's just a wonderful brain words um, describing things and also yeah. she's as well in, in it yeah have you had any unexpected takeaways then when you're listening to it? Like I know from following the newsletter that I think it was Fern who mentioned about how the album really made you think about coming from like a long line of women and the whole process that entails that through like motherhood and pregnancy. And then also Celia, I believe, wrote that it made her think a bit about how as unique as our experiences feel throughout history, people have experienced very similar things and kind of finding comfort in that. Um, outside of those discoveries, is there anything else this album's making you think about as a band and as individuals? It <laughs> might be too big a question. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, I mean, as someone who, um, uh, I mean, this is, I don't even know if I want to have children. I don't know this is too big of a question. Exclusive scoop here. Oh, yeah. But no, um, uh, yeah, so there's the level on which it's an amazing kind of like universal, like another contribution to um, this like pool of stories that we have in the world. And I'm, um, I feel really proud to be part of making it and um, and to have uh, an album with a like an eight month pregnant woman on it who has written and produced all of the songs on it and is able to tell her story. Um, and there's a kind of like, yeah, the wider thing of that, but also I just, it's really nice to know how your friend's feeling. Like for songwriters, I feel like they, that's the way that they communicate. And for me, just as Jules's friend, it's like, this is her way of communicating to us as well, primarily before it goes out, like, this is how I'm doing, or like, this is what it feels like. 
Um, and it's really special to to know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a really special extra layer that we get into in our relationship with. Do you find that um, getting that insight into Jules and as you know, the Big Moon is a band, is something that is being received in a way that you guys expected? Because I know this is your first top 10 album, which is huge for, once again, such a specific insight into a, a specific experience. And in addition to that, are you finding that people are resonating with this? Are fans reacting how you thought they would? I don't think we yeah. thought ahead to how people would respond, but it's been, we did an in-store tour. We played at record shops and just met like almost everyone that came to each gig. And hearing people talk about, like, say that it resonated with them or, like, their wife's pregnant or they just had a baby and they've experienced some summer things. And, and there are lots of people who they're taking so much from it who haven't had a baby. But it was really wonderful to hear hear those people's, like, feelings and how they've related to the album. It's yeah. like otherwise, yeah, it, it was really wonderful to hear that. Yeah, it's also... Um... Like there are so many people who are parents <laughs> and there are so many um, people who have given birth and have gone through what, what that feels like and how it changes their bodies and their personalities and their, how they like identify. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, it's also kind of like, um, it, it, it's bad that it's surprising, but it, that it's resonating with so many people do you know what I mean like it yeah. shouldn't be a shock it's just like it's a it's a corner of um of, of people that doesn't get like sung about enough <laughs> or you know in pop music um and that's like another gift from Jules yeah I think that's a really interesting piece of insight there because something that Jules pointed out that I was reading is that she also couldn't find music to listen to that was about her specific experience. She mentioned like reading Mum's Net for like people to relate yeah. to, which yeah, you're right. It's 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 a crazy thing that it's not more covered in music. Yeah, but right, but it's lovely that we have such a definitive like experience because it really does feel like a journal in the way that it progresses throughout. Um, I do want to ask you quickly. You're finally getting to tour your second album, which was originally cut short by the pandemic. And now you're performing songs from this new album. What's it like balancing those things for fans? And how are you finding, you know, because for myself as a fan, if I got to hear those songs, I'd be very excited. And then also taking in those new songs, it's like a lot to deal with, I guess. <laughs> deal with is not the right word. But you know what I mean, right? You're looking at two different eras of the band. And even though they're close together, they're very different. Yeah, it's true. They've, they, I feel like they've slotted well together live. But yeah, a couple before we had any of the new songs out, a couple of people were like, when you do a tour, will you just make sure you remember it's like for the second album, please play all the second albums. <laughs> but then by the time we did the tour, we had a couple of the new ones out and then and then we only played a couple that people hadn't heard yet. Yeah. Um, and when we play a live, it's sort of, it, it always, they're a little, always a little bit different live. Um, so and it's just a bit louder, you know, and a bit <laughs> yeah. heavier sometimes. So they kind of mush into this middle ground anyway, where they make sense together, and we at least try and make the set like cohesive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And uh, yeah, just to wrap up here, just one thing I thought I'd mention, you know, for our Australian listeners and for fans of yours, myself included, the pandemic did stop you guys from coming here in 2020. <laughs> 
to your oh debut shows when it's possible to do so is coming to australia on your schedule is it on your radar it's top of the list top yeah, of the list it's really high up wow yeah, we, we were gutted so gutted yeah um, i mean uh like us here as listeners as well we're very gutted because i mean your music resonates with so many people in australia so it'll be great when you guys finally get to come here you know and, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me i really appreciate it no thank you for your thoughtful questions no worries have a great day Thank you. Thank you. you just heard from the big moon thank you so much again to the band for joining us here in the studio you can check out their latest album here is everything and you should check it out it's a great album it's available on i mean all streaming platforms cd vinyl wherever you get your music you can check it out but we have some more great music coming up for you in the rest of the show here and that begins with this next track satellite nine by mount kimby i've been jack and you're listening to new and approved